0: So welcome to today's episode. Uh, As we started off the new year, one of the topics I wanted to focus on was financial wellness. So I've asked Andy Capitelli, our chief accounting officer, to join me today around this really important topic. Andy, thanks for joining me.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: So I thought we'd start off with a little bit of education. Um, What's the difference between financial literacy and financial wellness?
1: Well, that is a great question. Um, and I do believe, uh, I think they're different. Um, I also think there's, there's probably a third term in here as well. Okay. Um, what I'd use is a sports analogy. So, you know, financial literacy to me is, um, it's basically the playbook. It's, uh, you know, knowing what to do in certain situations. So, you know, for, for instance, if you're at third and seven, here's the 10 plays we need to run in that situation. Or if you're at fourth and one, here's the 10 plays we run in that situation. So it's basically the playbook. The um, Really kind of the third thing that I'd add here is this idea of financial practice. So financial practice to me is putting that, that playbook into action. Um, so you may know what the right play is, um, but unless you do it, um, you're never going to get it right. So it's, it's not just about, you know, the practice. It's practicing with a sense of establishing a, uh, a permanent behavior around how you, how you deal with your own financial situations. And then lastly, financial wellness, simply put, it's really the end result. Um, you know, it, it, it's basically the overall financial health, uh, you know, meaning you have no stress when you look at your own internal balance sheet. It's, it's no different than, you know, the physical, emotional, mental things that you do on a daily basis to keep yourself healthy. You just kind of roll that financial piece in there as well.
0: You know, I, I could not agree more that it's one of those holistic dimensions that we look at, um, and it's part of the reason I wanted to talk about it. You know, why do you think um, it, we should be concerned about employees having this financial wellness?
1: Well, I, I I guess the way I would look at it, um, you, you know, from an employee standpoint, I kind of break it down into, you know, I kind of unpack this thing in kind of two ways. So, you know, first from really the employee perspective. So, you know,
0: doesn't each and every one of
1: us, you know, want to live a stress-free life? I mean, happy life, health, et cetera. The financial piece kind of goes in, you know, hand in hand with that in my mind. So, um, you know, a big part of, of, you know, your own personal well-being is keeping that debt collector from your door, really. Um, And financial health is is really not about, you know, people mix that up a little bit, too. You think about that in in terms of it, of you know, being rich. And it's not really about being rich as much as it's about, you know, understanding your own goals financially, it's about living within your means. You know, I'm sure you heard your parents talk to you about living within your own means when you first went to college. You'd go, hey, I had $100 in here. I don't have $100 in this this checkbook anymore. And they're like, well, what would you spend it on? And then you go through that whole lesson. Um, so really, you know, it's not about being – it's not about living rich. It's about living within your means and understanding what your own personal goals are um, within those. And then the, the other side of this, too, I, is really from the employer perspective. So, you know, you look at this from, from you know, uh, a payosity perspective or just, you know, world-class employers, um, you know, happy, stress-free employees make great employees. I mean, they really do. So think about it. We, um, you know, we want our teams to be at their best every day. We want them to be focused, energized, and engaged. And part of that is ensuring we help people, you know, alleviate unnecessary stressors such as, you know, financial stressors, um, through pro- through programs that both educate and assist people in making the best financial decisions for their individual situations, and giving them the tools and the resources to to actually understand what that means and then to actually put that into practice.
0: I like that you shared um, the story about, you know, going off to college. For for me, that moment was the first time I bought groceries as an adult you know, I, I had that very childlike reaction to be like, I can buy anything I want, so I'm going to buy Oreos. <laughs> um, And I will tell you that that food didn't go as far as uh, food goes now when I grocery shop. So um, that's it, it, so important, that concept. How have you seen a shift in organizations over the last few years when it comes to offering programs around financial wellness for employees?
1: Sure. Uh, another really good question. So, Financial uh, wellness programs are really not necessarily a new concept. I think I first saw this type of program back when I was with uh, KPMG in the early 2000s, late late 1990s. And um, I even saw it at at Black & Decker in probably 2004, 2005. Um, But the programs that were offered back then, um, what what I would say is they were not as far reaching across the entire employee base uh, as they are today. And they covered some pretty basic topics around stuff like, Hey, it's probably a good idea to, you know, invest money in your 401k. It's like, okay, I get it. It's kind of a, a simple, simple concept, but they, they weren't, they didn't have a lot of breadth to them. Um, so I think what you're seeing more recently is companies that are focused on, they have this people first culture, much like Paylocity. Um, they're not only expanding these programs to the entire employee ba- employee base, but they've, um, they they really made the subject and content matter of these these programs more in depth than just 401k participation. Um, they, these programs are now starting to focus on things like you know, hey let's let's have a sponsored hands-on workshop with people or you know maybe we we create these dedicated partnerships with financial professionals in the field. Everything from you know here's money managers that might be able to help you. Or if you have a debt problem, here's debt consolidators that could be available to you that could help you. Um, you know, and then they're offer they're also offering a bunch of tools like wellness tools that are, you know have this software solution around trainings on financial planning and budgeting and things like that. And then lastly, I think um, you know what I've seen also is you know there's certain perk programs out there. So you know programs that that you know help. An example would be you know repayment of student loan debt. You know some companies are taking on uh, you know, a piece of that for 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 some of their employees as well. Um, the other the other really interesting point that I that I would know here is, you know, COVID 19 uh, in light of that has put a tremendous sense of responsibility from the employer standpoint on ensuring that their employees are financially feeling good. I know we've done that here; it's been a focus here. You know, very very um, in tune with that. And really, what this pandemic has done is brought you know, all of this around all of this really, and uh, to the forefront, put a tighter focus around um, you know the financial wellness of 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 employees and the employers' general responsibility in terms of making sure that there's there's those programs available to their employees
0: as you think about these different types of programs, um, what should companies be considering offering? and i would I guess I would ask that twofold meaning, um, you know, for smaller organizations, let's say 100 employees and less, and even larger organizations, how does that look differently as well as what programs they should consider?
1: Yeah, so, so you know what, I, I could probably, in my view, I could probably answer that um, and, and would probably apply to any size company. And I'd, I'd probably break that down into maybe four broad concepts. Um, and really, the concepts are not necessarily around the size of the company, but really the the life cycle of where the employee is in their in their career let's say or their earnings life cycle um, you know cuz we're we're very different in terms of you know i may have a need around college and somebody may have a need around retirement somebody just have a may, they have a need around just starting out how do i get things done you know how do i think about things financially cuz my first job um and so I would, I guess I'd break it down into, you know, four basics in terms of broad concepts that, that you would look for companies to have in these type of programs. And the first one would be just general budgeting and debt management. Um, you know, believe it or not, it's kind of the foundational piece and people don't always get this right. Um, you know, for me being in finance, it's kind, of, it's kind of something you grow up with, you know, through college and you do it for your career. But when you actually... You know, sit down with people that have really have never have done that. It's not such a basic concept. So there's there's a lot of there's a lot of value and benefit actually sitting down with folks and kind of going through that process and really understanding um, you know what that is from you know a to z. Um, The other broad concept I'd say is you know uh, these programs should have something around planning for healthcare costs, right? Um, So you know healthcare costs are constantly on the rise. So um, that trend. Probably never stops, um, you know. So, so sitting down with folks and going, yeah, how do you choose the best option for you, given your your own personal situation your individual situation, and what might be best for you might not be best for others. I used to do this this you know crazy little spreadsheet. You know, I had my 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 two daughters, and I'd go through every year when I was picking the plan. I'd go, okay, uh, my youngest plays uh, you know sports 365 days a year. Um, there is a likelihood that there's probably going to be a sports injury. I should probably do the uptake on the plan. And then you kind of budget for that. You kind of take a look at it. And you go, okay, what's the cost versus the medical cost? What's the deductible? And you go through this. And as silly as that is, that's a that's a spreadsheet that I had shared with peers of mine over the years, because I'd get that question occasionally. like, what plan did you pick? I go, I got a great spreadsheet for you. Let me send it to you, and you can just plug in the numbers and go. So kind of stuff like that. Um, and then I'd say, you know the third the third other cornerstone of a good program would be um, you know probably saving for college. So for those of us with 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 uh, kids that are on their way, um, you know, this is never too soon to start this savings process. Uh, so, you know, you you get after it, it's a huge expense. It's like healthcare. It's, you know, it seems to rise every single year. So, um, you know, any, any type of program you can think about with, with, um, you know, with people that have that particular need and there's some tax savings in there too. So, um, you know, just like the healthcare, uh, uh, component too. There's actually some tax savings, and there's some education around uh, uh, tax, you know, pre-tax deductions and things like that that are that are somewhat beneficial. And then lastly, I'd say the last pillar is, you know, as you kind of move through that employee's life cycle and their career, is 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 definitely definitely um, stuff around post-retirement. You know, where do you want to be when the fun and games of work stops? I mean, that is the, you know, at, at the at at the end of the day, that's you know, that's kind of the crux of this, and and you know, how do you get there? You know, if you're new to 401k, I get that question occasionally from new people that are just starting their careers, you know, and my first response is save as much as you can, put it all in, max it out. But in all seriousness, it's like, where do you start? People might have that question. Like, how do I do this? How do I, you know, if you're in a plan and then you start a new job with somebody else, how do you do the rollover and things like that? Um, So just some of the basic concepts around that and really kind of taking the the fear out of asking those questions and 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 putting them out in the in, in the in, in the forefront, so people can actually feel comfortable, um, you know, with what that situation looks like for them. And again, that is never too soon to start that process for anybody. I do
0: like that you shared about uh, making it comfortable to ask questions. I know that you know when I came into the organization, you know, there was a lot of education around um, our employee stock purchase program. And that's not something I had worked at a company that offered that before. And so it it was nice having all those resources. So I think, you know, it doesn't matter where you're at in your career, you might be exposed to something new financially. And so creating that safe space, I think, is some really good advice for those listening. So as you think about some of those programs you mentioned, you know, I always try to put the hat on of you know, an employer or a benefit administrator looking for, like, the ROI. So what are the benefits to an employer for offering these types of programs?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, again, it goes back to really the, the ROI for the employer is, in my mind, it is it is creating a a happy, healthy uh, uh, employee and, and doing your part to actually do that as the employer. I mean, you know, when we sit down about that in em- and you think about that employer- employee relationship, uh, again, it goes back to um, and I always think about that in the context of my teams, too, is you know I want to do the best I can to make sure that 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 they actually feel like they're at the best place that they can be to work. And I also want to make sure that you know I've done my part to alleviate any distractions. Um, that may impact that because I want them to come to work happy and excited. And I want to make sure that if there's anything that that, that we can do to help with that, um, you know, uh, from the employer standpoint, um, you know, we're taking steps to do that because like I said, a happy healthy employees definitely leads to an engaged workforce. Love it.
0: Okay. Last question. Um, when you think about the makeup of an organization and the programs or uh, resources that they have in place. What are some resources that you think most organizations probably have that they haven't tapped into um, to be able to offer their employees education around financial wellness?
1: Yeah, so I would say you know obviously HR is 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 always the place to go. To me, they're they're always the go to place for these things. Um, you know, and and then uh, you know I also encourage you know folks to take a look at the tools available within um you know some of the programs that that a company like us might offer so you know principal for instance who who you know does our 401k there's a lot of little things if you bounce around the website there that you could you could probably gain some knowledge on um same thing with etrade now too you know if you're interested in kind of how modeling happens or thinking about that from a you know your your stock plan perspective i think there's some neat and interesting things there um, you know, uh, off the beaten path a little bit, too, is tap into somebody in accounting and finance if you want to. Um, you know, I have people ask me all the time questions about stuff. You, you had talked earlier about restricted stock and, and, you know, how that works. And, you know, I, by all means, am not an expert in that either at times. You know, I have a general question here and there, and I reach out to, you know, folks in our, in our payroll group that deals with it all the time. And, and, you know, I think you'd be surprised. There's a network of people, you know, internally that, that love to talk about this stuff and you know would be willing to just ask any question you know for instance somebody just wanted you know to to call me up and go how do you think about this or how do you think about that um yeah absolutely would 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 be more than you know happy to do that and i'm i'm sure many other people would you know obviously as well and then you know also you know the employee assistant pro, assistance programs i mean there's a bunch of stuff in there a bunch of topics and they're just not financial related as well. So you get a whole bunch of other, there's a whole bunch of other resources uh, in there, in there also.
0: Yeah. I would definitely encourage those listening. If you haven't explored your EAP for some of that financial wellness, uh, usually most EAPs will offer that um, as well as things like uh, access to will writing services. I know that our relationship with principal, that's something that we have. So um, Andy, thanks so much for your time. This was a great discussion. I'm excited to uh, kick off the beginning of our year, really focusing on this dimension of wellness with you. So thanks for joining me.
1: Well, thank you so, so very much for for having me and uh, much financial happiness, health, and success to all those listening. Thanks again.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Paylocity, a leading HCM provider that frees you from the tasks of today so you can focus more on the promise of tomorrow. If you'd like to submit a topic or appear as a guest on a future episode, email us at pctytalks at paylocity.com.